Chapter 12 An Unknown Location in New Orleans Nola could hear breathing. The breaths were not the labored, rough breaths of a Cretan, but were heavy nonetheless. Heavy, but balanced. Calculating. He was close now. Much closer than he had been when she had awakened. Coming around had been a long, slow process. Whatever drug she had been given pulled her spiraling back to darkness several times before releasing her to consciousness. The first thing she felt was the drumming, that crushing pounding at her temples, like the worst of hangovers. Then, coldness and hunger. After that came the nausea, followed by the realization that she was blindfolded and bound to a chair by her wrists and ankles. Finally, and worst of all, was her captor's incessant breathing. Please, she begged, struggling in vain against her restraints. Her own voice startled her. It was dry, grainy, almost hoarse. I know you're there. I can hear you. Please, help me. No response. Just breathing. And watching. It occurred to her that she was the one blindfolded. And whereas she could not see him, he was certainly watching her. She was vulnerable. Exposed. Dressed only in a thin silk nightgown. She tried to close her legs, but the restraints held her. Help me! Please! Why are you doing this? Still no response, but she can hear him moving closer. Please help me! I want to go home! She begged. Home? He finally responded as if the idea was preposterous. His voice was deep and filled with an incredulity that paralyzed her. I would not call a whorehouse home. She was dumbstruck. He knew enough about her to know where she lived. Did she know him? Did she know the man who had drugged her and taken her from Le Petit Fleurose? The faces of her clients flipped rapidly through her mind, seeking to match the voice. In fact, Nola, he continued, in the same deliberate, almost mocking tone, I have delivered you from such degradation and filth. Tears flooded her eyes, wetting the blindfold instead of spilling down her cheeks. She rocked futilely against the chair without the benefit of seeing the bolts that held it firmly to the floor. How do you know my name? She asked fearfully, her voice barely a whisper. He moved nearer still. When he spoke again, he was close enough to touch her. He smelled faintly of sandalwood and something else, something sour, yet familiar. I know a good many things about you, Nola. 
you could say that I'm a fan. I have invested many, many hours studying you, absorbing you. You've inspired me. I have enjoyed learning everything about you, including one very important thing. One new thing in particular. His voice trailed off. The insinuation clear to her. Oh, God, no! She pleaded. Please, no! Let me go! This time, he did touch her. He pressed her back against the chair to calm her struggle, and when she finally submitted, he kneeled down and laid his head in her lap. The intimacy of the perverse gesture sickened her. She felt revulsion and then the hard leather